0: Good morning. I'm Jeremy Melanson, and this is the NBA Daily Recap for Tuesday, February the 12th. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at recap underscore NBA. This podcast is a part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Check out our free app with all the shows from across the network available in your app store. We have NBA content as well as WWE, fantasy sports, NFL, and pop culture podcasts. That's the Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the Pulse. All right, guys, let's get into the action from Tuesday night. There were five games on, and the first one we're going to look at was the Atlanta Hawks hosting the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, and we're going to start this one with a shout-out to the Atlanta Hawks fans. Uh, chant, they were chanting at LeBron last night, Kobe's better. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Like, not even Jordan, too. <laughs> Kobe, that is funny. Uh, there has been some great fan chants this season, and even the last couple years as well. Um, earlier in the season, just before the trade deadline, uh, the was the day before or even the day of, um, the Lakers were at Indiana, and the Pacers were chanting at Brandon Ingram, LeBron's going to trade you. <laughs> and not even the GM or the Lakers, you know, LeBron's going to trade you. And then they, would, when JaVale McGee went to the free throw line that game, they chanted, not worth trading. <laughs> I think that that's hilarious. Uh, there was one earlier in the season, too. I remember, uh, I think it was like just in December before Christmas, maybe. That was really like brilliantly funny, but I haven't been able to find it. Um, I was looking around on the internet this morning trying to find uh, find it, but I haven't been able to. If anybody remembers that, hit me up on Twitter. Um, recap underscore NBA, you know, obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, hit me up if you if you can recall, because uh, there have been some great ones. Uh, also, I did find a couple other old ones that were quite quite funny. Um, J.R. Smith getting the MVP chance from the Golden State Warriors fans after uh, that you know, mishap at the end of Game 1 in the Finals. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, Kevin Durant used to get uh, Russell Westbrook chants thrown at him quite a bit. That was pretty funny, too, when he first joined the Warriors. But uh, the one of the funniest ones I found was uh, last season when Mello was on the uh, Thunder. Carmelo was at the free throw line, and the fans were chanting Honey Nut Cheerios. Now, if you don't understand that reference, uh, back when Kevin Garnett was in the NBA, he apparently said to Mello during a game your wife tastes like honey nut cheerios and Melo wanted to fight him like he, he I think he charged the team bus after like trying to get to KG like that's how mad it made him <laughs> and he missed the free throw too that was the best part <laughs> all right now let's get into this one Lakers in Atlanta Atlanta tied a franchise record connecting on 10 of 17 three-pointers in the first quarter and took a 38-32 lead into the second uh, the Lakers erased that lead and took a four-point lead of their own into the halftime break. Um, the ho- the high scoring continued into the third with Atlanta regaining the lead and heading into the fourth up 100 to 95, and then the fourth quarter came, and the Hawks went five for 19 in the fourth, and the Lakers were just six for 22. In the final two minutes, uh, and Prince hit a three, and then Trey Young had m- made a layup to help put this one away. As I said, after three corners, it was 100 to 95, and the final was 117-113. The Hawks outscored the uh, sorry the Lakers outscored the Hawks 18-17 in the final quarter, but that was not enough for them. Trey Young had a big game: 22 points, 14 assists, six rebounds with a steal and a block. They had no other point guards available for this game as Lynn is gone. Excuse me, as Jeremy Lynn's gone, and Jalen Adams didn't play this one. Uh, so so. Trey Young had to play 38 minutes. John Collins had 22 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Torian Prince had 17 and 6 with a block. 42-year-old Vince Carter, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block. Dwayne Dedman had 12 points and 5 rebounds with a steal and a block. And Alex Len had 11 points with 3 blocks. For the Lakers, LeBron James, triple-double, kind of went to waste. 28 points, 11 rebounds, 16 assists, and 3 steals and a block. What a line. He also played 43 minutes in this one. Reggie Bullock, newly acquired uh, from the Pistons and starting for the Lakers, he had 15 points with 5 rebounds, 2 steals and a block. Kyle Kuzma had 19 points with 5 rebounds and a steal. Rajon Rondo had 13 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal and a block off the bench. Brandon Ingram had 19 and 6. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope had 13 points. Next one we're going to look at was a blowout. The Orlando Magic were on the road in New Orleans to play the Pelicans. And remember, uh, Two episodes ago, it must have been, where I, I said, watch out for Orlando. Uh, I have to admit that I wasn't even completely sold myself, but this was a, another convincing victory. Orlando jumped out to a 22-point lead after the first quarter, and they led by as many as 31 in this one, and they never let uh, New Orleans get to under 20 points. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Orlando finished this one 118-88. to 88. They have won four straight now, including three straight on the road by at least 16 or more points. Uh, Vucevic had 25 points, 17 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. Jonathan Isaac had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, and 3 blocks. He also had 16 points in the first quarter alone. Aaron Gordon had 20 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Evan Fournier had 22 uh, with 6 rebounds and 4 assists. And uh, nobody else in double figures for the Magic... And from the Pelican side of the game, uh, let's talk about Davis first. Uh, three points for Anthony Davis. I think he shot one or nine. Uh, his lowest scoring output where he's played at least 21 minutes. He played 24 minutes in this one, so his numbers, his minutes were a bit low. But still, three points is disgusting for a guy like that. He also had six rebounds, no assists, no steals, and three blocks. Eeks. Um The whole Pelicans team, Davis said that it just seemed like nobody wanted to play. And, I mean, that's probably his fault. (laughs) Who wants to play with that guy? He openly admitted that these guys aren't good enough for him. Uh, Man, maybe it was a a mistake not to trade him before the deadline. Um, It depends what you're trying to accomplish, really. But uh, destroying your team chemistry and all morale, maybe not the best way to go about it. Drew Holiday had 16 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. Julius Randle had 15, 4, and 4 with 2 blocks. Etwan Moore had 19 points. And Tim Frazier, 10 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. Jaleel Okafor was back in this one. He got into the starting lineup at center, 8 points, 7 rebounds, and a pair of steals for him. And not much else to talk about there. Next one was Boston and Philadelphia. This was a pretty close game. The Celtics led for almost the entire first half. And then Philly opened the third with a 9-0 run that was capped by Ben Simmons. He blew past Tatum and then threw down a one-hand jam. It was a really hard junk. But Jason Tatum answered. I think it was might might even on the next possession. It was right after. Uh he lost Joel Embiid with a beautiful spin move and then threw down a pretty hard one-handed dunk of his own. But that was it was a highlight. Like I mean, just a really nice basketball play. Uh this one went down to the wire. Uh, Marcus Smart found a lane to the hoop and threw down a two-handed slam to put the Celtics ahead 108-104 with 24 seconds left. Um, Joel Embiid was there to contest, but he didn't even attempt to. He he had five fouls at the time, and it might have turned into a mistake in hindsight. Uh, Jimmy Butler made a layup and the free throw to get within one. Then Alf Horford made a pair of free throws to extend the lead back to three. Philly missed a three-point attempt, and then Embiid laid in the rebound, but that didn't get them close enough. Uh, Boston took this one 112-109. The Celtics are 3-0 and versus Philly this season. And they won this one in Philadelphia. Al Horford, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 steals. Jason Tatum had 20-10, 2 steals and 2 blocks. Gordon Hayward, as I had mentioned before, he seems to play well with Kyrie's out of the lineup. 26 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Marcus Morris had 17-8 and eight rebounds. And Terry Rozier got the start. Uh, As I said, Kyrie was out. He had 5 points, but he also had 4 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. And Marcus Smart had 8 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. From the Philly side of the game, Joel Embiid had 23 points and 14 rebounds. He also had 3 assists and 2 blocks. Jimmy Butler had 22 and 9 boards. Ben Simmons had 16, 5, and 5 with a pair of steals. Tobias Harris had 10 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. And J.J. Redick had 16 points with 3 rebounds and 2 assists. And this was the first time that uh, Philadelphia's lost since they made that trade for Tobias Harris in Bobon. All right, next one we're going to look at, the Spurs. San Antonio Spurs at Memphis. And there was a little weird side note from this game, actually. Um, there were nine former Raptors involved in this one. Uh... DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Jakob Purtle, and Marco Bellinelli from the Spurs, and uh, Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, Bruno Caboclo, and uh, assistant coach Jerry Stackhouse, all uh, former Raptors. So uh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, there was enough of them to make your own team. Uh, the Spurs on their f- annual rodeo road trip. Um, so I, I mentioned this one a couple times before, but if you're not familiar, um, so basically there's a rodeo <laughs> in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome every year at this time. And the Spurs are forced to go on an eight-game road trip, which is a little bit long for NBA standards. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the longest road trip in the league. Uh, the Lakers and Clippers, I believe, have a, like a seven-game possibly road trip with, uh, when the Grammys are in L.A. at the Staples Center. So uh, they have a long one as well. But, yeah, as I said, the, the longest one in the league. And the Spurs lost the first four games of this road trip by an average of 21 points. And this one actually looked to be heading that way early. Uh, Memphis jumped out to a 33-20 point, lead after the first quarter. The Spurs fought back, taking the second quarter 37-25, and that put them into halftime down just one. San Antonio stayed hot in the third, again, outscoring Memphis this time by nine. Uh, the Spurs shot 13-16 from three in the first three quarters, just absolutely scorching. Uh, the Spurs, if you, if you aren't, don't know, they um, shoot the best percentage from three of anyone in the entire league, but they also take like the least amount of attempts. So, I mean, you could say, suggest that they take more shots, obviously, but then their efficiency might not be quite as good. Um, All right, in the fourth, uh, the offense just wasn't coming to them like it was in those previous three quarters. Memphis outscored the Spurs 21-14 in the final frame, but the Spurs were still clinging to a narrow lead. When the three ball went dry, the Spurs just started kicking it into the post to LaMarcus Aldridge, and he took care of business. He scored the Spurs' final seven points to help them get the victory, 108-107. Aldridge finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and 4 blocks. Rudy Gay had 15, 12, and 8 with a block, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Patty Mills had 22 points off the bench. DeMar DeRozan had 12 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Bryn Forbes had 9 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Davis Bertans, 17 points. And Marco Bellinelli had 11. For the Grizz side of the game... Avery Bradley, career-high, 33 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal. Big night from Bradles. Jonas Valanciunas had 23 points, 10 rebounds, in his debut as a Grizzly, and only 21 minutes as well. DeLon Wright had 4 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists with a steal and a block. He got the start. Mike Conley was out. Uh, I think it was an illness. De- uh, DeLon we got him. Jo- Joakim Noah, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. CJ Miles had 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. And Justin Holiday, 11 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists as well. Next one we're going to look at was the Utah Jazz in the Bay Area playing the Golden State Warriors. And uh, Utah started off slow. They only posted 14 points in the first quarter to Golden State's 25. But the Jazz won the second and the third quarters by a combined 14 to get themselves ahead by three. And that grew to seven early on in the fourth quarter, but then Golden State started to make a move, and the Dubs went on a 21-4 run. During that time, Steph made a pair of threes, and then he blew by Rubio. Uh, Ricky Rubio was playing up on him to prevent another three-pointer, and Steph just kind of, like I said, blew right past him. He cashed in on a layup, and that run helped fuel uh, the Golden State Warriors to victory, 115-108. Four straight wins for the Dubs, and three of those, the last three, all came come from behind victories. Steph finished with 24 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. Big night for Curry. Uh, Kevin Durant, 28 points, 7 assists, and 2 rebounds. DeMarcus Cousins had 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Draymond Green had 6 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. Clay Thompson had 22 points with 4 rebounds and 2 blocks of his own. And Andre Iguodala had 13 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. And that was the action for Tuesday night. So, let's get into the Wednesday night games. Since we just talked about the Warriors, I'll just throw this out here now in case I forget. Boogie is not going to be playing on the back-to-back. Uh, it's the first back-to-back that the Warriors have encountered since they traded for Cousins. Or, I mean, since Cousins came back to the lineup. They didn't trade for him. It's just nonsense. Alright, let's get my page up here because I'm not prepared today. There are a... This is the night. 13 games on tonight. Um. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what about what we're gonna do about tomorrow. I'll get the podcast out tomorrow when I can. Uh. But I don't know when it's gonna be. I don't think I'll be able to get it done in the morning. It's just too many games. Well, I was eleven games on. That's still disgusting. And uh, yeah, then I gotta drive home after work. So where I'd even get a chance to record, and not, and, and we'll have to wait and see. It might be a late one. Just a heads up. Alright, first one is Brooklyn at Cleveland. Brooklyn's favored by six points, uh, even though they've been getting smashed lately, but they, uh, they've got a good matchup here, you know, against Cleveland. Uh, Damari Carroll's probable. Ante Zizic and Chetty Osman are both questionable for the Cavaliers. The Milwaukee Bucks are at Indiana, and Milwaukee's favored by three and a half. I mean, this should be a good match. I know I said this yesterday about uh, Indiana and Charlotte, but uh, this is Milwaukee, not Charlotte. And Indiana, Milwaukee's probably the better team. Uh, you could say that, but Indiana's at home and they've been red hot. So yeah, three and a half should be a good tight game, I would think. Washington is at Toronto. Toronto's favored by 11 with a 234 over-under. That's a big one. Should be a high-scoring affair. Uh, Jeremy Lin's probable to make his debut for the Raptors, and Thomas Sinoransky's questionable. He set the last one out for personal reasons. Next game has no over-under or total yet. That is the... Detroit Pistons at Boston to play the Celtics. Kyrie Irving is questionable, and uh, that's probably the reason that we haven't found out the spreader total. The Knicks are hosting Philadelphia. Sixers will be on a back-to-back, and they're favorite by 9.5. Emmanuel Mudiay is doubtful for the Knicks. The Houston Rockets are at Minnesota, and uh, no spreader total yet for this one. James Harden's listed as probable. Um, yeah, He's got some shoulder soreness he's been dealing with. Uh, You know, he might take a game off, but he's also got the All-Star break coming up after tonight. So, uh, we'll see about that. Josh Okoge is also probable. Tyus Jones is doubtful. As I mentioned before, though, that's an upgrade for him as he's been out for a while. Andrew Wiggins is questionable. He set the last one out with an illness. And Derrick Rose is probable after he returned to the last game. Memphis is at Chicago. The Bulls are favored by one and a half. Ugh. I don't even want to talk about this game. The Bulls are favored. The over-under is only 203, so this is going to be an ugly, low-scoring affair. It could be close, I guess, if it's a a one-and-a-half total, but uh, anyway, Mike Conley's questionable. He set the last one out with an illness. Chandler Parsons is questionable. Um, If you hadn't heard the Chandler Parsons news, so basically earlier in the season he was playing a bit, and then they kind of just stopped playing him, held him out of the rotation. Then he got mad. They tried to push a trade. Nobody wanted him. So now, I guess because they're not trying, they decided they're going to bring Chandler Parsons back and keep playing him again. Uh, Kyle Anderson's questionable, and that's a weird situation. He went, he's went; he been dealing with some shoulder soreness, but he went to seek a specialist, and uh, this was reported that he was going to go do that, but they never reported the results of it, so it's it, hard to say what's going to happen with him. Chris Dunn is also questionable for the Bulls with a bruised tailbone. Next one is Miami at Dallas. Dallas is favored by 2.5 and uh, 208 over under not very high Salah Mejri is questionable and that's a weird situation as well Uh, Dallas waived him after the trade deadline and then just signed him back so I'm not sure if that was I have no idea about that one Um, next one Sacramento is at Denver Denver's favored by 8 with a 230.5 over under that's decently high Uh, Tyler Lydon and Isaiah Thomas are questionable for the Nuggets yeah Isaiah Thomas might make his return uh, if he doesn't, I, we'll see him after the All-Star break for sure. Next one is Golden State Warriors on the back-to-back at Portland. Um, Jacob Evans is questionable for the Warriors, if anybody wants to know that. As I said earlier, Boogie's not going to play this one. And I think uh, Andre Iguodala is also going to be uh, held out as it's back-to-back. Let's see if it says here. No, sorry, it's Sean Livingston. Yeah, not Iguodala. Not Livingston and uh, Boogie Cousins, both both going to be out for this one um then uh warriors favored by four and a half in portland yeah that's interesting that's not really a big spread um 233 and a half over under so good good high scoring game and the last one doesn't have an over uh doesn't have an under over under or a total or spread phoenix at the lakers no god i gotta should i quit right now phoenix at the clippers uh tyler johnson questionable for phoenix and that's about it. We'll have to check in on, on that later on. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Shout outs to the Pulse Podcast Network. Everybody have a great day.